You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky Athletics. On today's episode, we are going to be previewing Kentucky basketball's matchup with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Going to go over the Alabama offense, the defense, and then some final thoughts and a final score prediction to wrap things up. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. All right, the Alabama offense. Uh, they play like they're on fire, and this has kind of been the staple under Nate Oates. They did uh, they did this last year uh, on their way to uh, to a two seed in the NCAA tournament. Their pace of play is frenetic. So I believe they were eleventh in uh, adjusted tempo last season. They are currently eighteenth nationally in adjusted tempo, and it's what dictates their offense. It's what dictates their defense. They are a very fast paced team. Um, again, pace of play is, is is just a huge part of what they do. And offensively, they score a lot of points with their incredibly fast pace. They score 81.4 points per game, uh, which is second in the SEC, right behind Kentucky. So you would like to think immediately that this is probably going to be a higher scoring affair than most. You would like to think that this is mid-70s to mid-80s uh, in, in, in this matchup. But we'll get to the final score later on in the episode. Uh, they do put up a lot of shots. They're not the most efficient team. They do put up a lot of shots. They uh, they put up 63.5 field goal attempts per game, which is third in the SEC. They take a lot, and I mean a lot, of threes. They take 30 per game. Uh, so almost half their field goal attempts are three-point shots. Uh, that is first in the SEC easily, I believe, by a three-shot margin, which is just incredible. Uh, 15.2 field goal, uh, free throw, uh, three free throws made per game is fourth in the SEC. So they get to the foul line a decent amount, but the three-point shot is what they try and live and die by. And the, the, the last year, it worked really, really well for them. This year, not so much. Their percentages are incredibly low, in my opinion, for the style of offense that they like to run. We'll get to those in a second. But stylistically, X's and O's wise, Nate, Nate Oates runs a modern five-out, four-out, uh, four, uh, four one-in motion offense. It's focused on dribble drives and then kick outs. So the, the whole basis of the offense is to go quick, get to the rim, and then look for a kick out for a three. Their spacing is probably the most important thing in this style of offense. In in the uh, in the dribble drive motion offense, uh, the most important thing that has been said is that you need to love twos and like threes. But for Oates, it seems like he loves threes and likes twos. It seems like that's the type of mentality. They space out, they drive, and they kick. That's what they like to do. They are trained to look for the three-point shot. So even if they get a look at the rim, you'll see sometimes Alabama's guards go to put a shot up at the rim and then instinctively just kick it out to somebody, even if the shot that they would take from outside the arc, it's probably less likely to go in than the floater. They are just trained to try and knock down uh, the three-point shot. The offense also handles high ball pressure well, so 1-3-1 one, one, uh, is probably not going to work in this game if we're trying to put high ball pressure on Alabama. They can break it easily. 
Uh, it, it, this is just overall, it's a great offense if you're knocking down your threes. And Alabama's scoring almost 81.5 points per game, but they're not knocking down a lot of their threes. They're just simply taking a ton. Uh, they are 285th nationally in percentage of points that come from two, so they are getting some of their points from three. Uh, but again, they're not shooting a high clip. 31.4% from beyond the arc uh, is what Alabama is shooting this season. That's 11th in the SEC, and that is quite frankly not good. Uh, that is just simply not good. For a team that puts up 30 per, per game to be shooting 31%, uh, that's just not good. Their field goal per shooting overall is pretty decent. 44.8% uh, from the floor. It's 6th in the SEC. The Crimson Tide also spread the ball around a little bit. They average 14.5 assists per game, which is solid. Their free throw shooting, not the best. Eighth in the SEC may become a factor if this does become a little bit of a foul fest. Alabama, uh, I believe, averages eight over 18 fouls per game. Their opponents average over 19 fouls per game, so this is a team that can draw a lot of fouls on you. They are also very solid rebounding. 39.9 rebounds per game is second in the SEC. Um, obviously with the pace of play, there will come a few turnovers. They give up 13 and a half turnovers, turnovers per game, uh, which is 10th, uh, in the Southeastern conference. So overall, I think this is an interesting offense. I like the philosophy. I like the style. I like, uh, playing high octane, playing fast pace, going out and shooting a lot of threes, but you have to have the shooters to do it right. And Alabama's got a couple of guys that are scoring, but they're not knocking down their threes at a high percentage. And let's go ahead and get to the key contributors here. So three key contributors. We do this for every single breakdown. Three guys on offense that uh, Kentucky needs to watch out for. Number one, first and foremost, is obviously Jaden Shackelford. Averages 17.6 points per game, uh, over five and a half rebounds per contest, and one and a half assists per game as well. He's the uh, the leading scorer for Alabama. He's not known as, as a uh, distributor. In fact, he's got more turnovers than he does assists. Uh, but he averages... Uh, 8.4 three-point attempts per game. Uh, so he's primarily going to be the guy that's jacking up the threes for Alabama. That Now, they've got other guys that will do it. They've got two other guys that have already shot over 100 threes on the, on the year, but Shackelford is going to be first and foremost the guy that Kentucky has to lock down. They've got to look at uh, Shackelford and making sure that he does not get any clean looks uh, in this game. He's also scored 19 points or more in the last five contests, so he's on a little bit of a tear right now. He's playing at home against a top-five team. We saw what Alabama did to Baylor. Uh, Shackelford is probably going to look to get his in this game, and Kentucky has to be aware of that. Javon Quinterly, 14.8 points per game, 3.4 rebounds per game, and 4.3 assists per game. He is the primary point guard for this team. He does not shoot well, even though he puts up a lot of shots. He's shooting 41% from the floor and 25% from three. And you may be saying, well, he may be probably not taking a lot of threes. He's taking 128, and he's shooting 25%. Uh, it's just simply not good. Again, the volume is what propels this Alabama offense to get so many points per game. They're just putting a lot of shots up and they're moving fast. Final guy here, Keon Ellis. Uh, he is a senior guard, six foot six, lengthy. He's a very solid defender, averages 12 points per game, 6.2 rebounds per game, and a little under two assists per contest. He also averages two steals per game. He is probably one of Alabama's better defenders, if not the best defender on this team. If you go back and watch the game that uh, Alabama played uh, just a few short days ago against Auburn, one of the things that Auburn utilized so well against Kentucky is the pick and roll. And Alabama, for the majority of that game, shut the pick and roll down with Keon Ellis, just clouding the lane, making sure that the point guard had no vision to get a, to uh, get a lob up, 
Keon Ellis, one of the more aware defenders on this team, one of the more alert defenders on this team. Uh, but offensively, he is shooting a lot of threes. I believe he shot over 100 this uh, this year as well. And he's probably going to be the guy that Alabama looks to inside, outside of Charles, uh, yeah, Charles Bediaka, um, who is their very young uh, seven-foot center. All right, we're going to talk about the Alabama defense and how it's just simply one of the weaker units in the SEC. We're going to talk about what Kentucky could potentially do against the Crimson Tide defense in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at BetOnline. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season from for uh, scores, totals, player for performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land. BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022 and it's not just football betonline.net's basketball hockey boxing and ufc odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite vegas casino games betonline is your number one online wagering destination betonline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games betonline where the game starts want to tell you guys about our friends at get upside they have an incredible app who uh, everyone who buys gas needs to know about. If you have get upside, as all Locked On Kentucky listeners should, then you will be making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE and you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the app for free. You can use promo code SCORE and get up to $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. All right, moving along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Let's go ahead and get to the Alabama defense. Uh, I always like to try and define what these teams' offenses and defenses defenses play like, what their styles are, just highlight maybe they're efficient, maybe they're terrible. Uh, we've talked about Vanderbilt's offense being very similar to the football team's offense uh, for Vanderbilt. The Alabama defense. As strong as wet cardboard, they are. Um, they're very similar to Georgia, and the fact that they don't put a ton of pressure on opponents, and um, they don't really, they don't really force teams to try and put up difficult shots. Um, and if you go back and watch that Auburn game, uh, I mean, they'll hound you, they'll foul you, um, but they have a tendency to break down uh, at, at multiple times throughout the game. Uh, we like to give a little bit of, st- of a uh, interesting statistic or a fact here talking about the defense to keep it interesting. Uh, so here is Alabama's. There is no consistency with how Alabama defends uh, good and bad teams. They've played nine conference games so far, and uh, they could not hold their opponent under their scoring average in six of those games. In three of those six games where they could not hold their opponent under their average scoring uh, points per game, the opponent was top 25 nationally in offensive efficiency. So whenever they break an SEC play, half the time their opponents are really good at scoring. It's like, what are you going to do? It's you're, You've got a decent to terrible defense playing against a really efficient offense. They're going to break. But here's the thing. That's just half the time. The other half the time, the other uh, three games, the other half the time, the opponent was 117th or worse in offensive efficiency. So half the time, whenever Alabama breaks an SEC play, they're playing a really good team offensively. In the other half, they're playing a team that's not very good offensively, and they're just simply breaking. They're also giving up 79 points per game in conference play, 
And here's the thing. They played Missouri twice, played Florida, Georgia, LSU, and Tennessee. What do those teams all have in common? Uh, None of them are averaging more than 72 points per game in conference play. So they're giving up almost 80, and the majority of their schedule so far uh, throughout the Southeastern Conference has been against teams that are offensively very, very weak. Um, so overall, I mean, while they may be not scoring, obviously I mentioned the, um, the offensive efficiencies and they played Auburn. Um, so you look at some of the overall numbers here, 76 points per game allowed, uh, is 317th nationally. If you don't know, there are 358 teams, uh, in division one. So that's absolutely abysmal. Uh, they are 75th in defensive efficiency, which doesn't really make sense given the fact that they give up so many points. But whatever, I I trust you, Kimpom. I trust you, NCAA. If you're giving me the correct statistics, I mean, here they are. They are 11th in the SEC in steals per game. Again, not good. And they're fifth in the SEC in blocks per game at 4.9. And they don't really force a lot of turnovers. They're underneath the national average in that category at 13 uh, force per contest. And defensively, again, like I mentioned, very similar to Georgia and the fact that I just don't know how this team is going to apply a lot of pressure without fouling, uh, and you you can see in the fouls per game for Alabama that they just simply hack and put teams at the free throw line. Very similar to Vanderbilt, except Alabama's got a lot more athleticism, and they choose to actually run an offense that's fun to play in. Uh, crazy to think about Vanderbilt. Maybe you should try that sometime. Uh, but defensively, Alabama's got a really, really young front court, and that's something that I think could be a mismatch in this game for the, uh, the Crimson Tide. They have a freshman center, like I mentioned, Charles Bediaco. And then they have a sophomore power forward. And I know that they play, I believe his name is Rojas, number 33. Um, They play him, I believe they start him, and he's a senior. But the sophomore that comes off the bench, Dewan Gary, gets, I think, four or five more minutes than he does a game. So they're electing to play a younger front court. And how they, those two guys specifically, contain Shibwe, I think will be interesting. I said one of the most important things for this offense, again, in the, in the, in the, uh, the Vanderbilt game, would be rim, rim runs with Shibwe. I think we're going to see something similar in this game. Alabama likes to fly up and down the court. Kentucky likes to fly up and down the court. Not as much, but they like to run up and down the court in transition. Uh, I think just trying to get Shibwe involved, get Toppin involved, Get Lance Ware involved whenever he's in the game. He's been playing very efficient so far this, uh, these, these past few uh, contests. I think getting those guys involved in transition is going to be important. Severe Wheeler is going to be a huge factor in this contest. And I've said that a couple times this season, and he has crumbled. So hopefully he does not crumble on Saturday against the uh, the Crimson Tide. Again, just overall, just a, a confusing defense. You know, if you're scoring so many points per game and you've got all this athleticism, how can you not then apply yourself on the defensive end, uh, especially given the fact that you've played a lot of Poor offenses uh, so far in SEC play. We're gonna have some. Uh, we're gonna have some final thoughts here. Uh, gonna ask some questions about this game in just a second. But before we do that, want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good you'll actually want to eat it unlike other protein bars which can be chalky, waxy, or just plain awful. You want to eat healthy but it just gets so boring and by like week three you might be asking yourself you know this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well I'm here to tell you that Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. 
Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many different flavors that you can choose from. Coconut almond, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, salted caramel, mint brownie. They've got so many more. In fact, Built is always come out, coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. And you can go to Built.com right now and you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, if you go to Built.com right now and you use promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your order. Again, that's all over at Built.com. Com. All right, wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky again. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Really appreciate you guys uh, really enjoying the podcast uh, so far this basketball season. Final thoughts here. So obviously we're going to go over our parameters in a second, but one of the questions that I do want to ask right off the bat is how does Kentucky play in transition? Are they able defensively to try and sl- are they able defensively to slow down Alabama just a little bit in this game. To be honest with you, I don't know if they can. Um, And honestly, I don't know if it's going to be a huge factor in this game. But I think that Kentucky is going to have some issues stopping Alabama in transition. Everybody has so far this season. The good good teams, Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston. I mean, all of of them have had issues. Um, How does Kentucky's guards... How do uh, Ty Ty Washington, Davion Mintz, Severe Wheeler play in this game against Alabama's three good guards? Defensively, I think we're going to have to really ramp up the pressure. And I just really hope that Mintz uh, and Washington, who could not guard Scottie Pippen Jr., uh, they're able to ramp up their defensive game. And they're able to stop Shackelford and Quinterly in this matchup. And Keon Ellis, who's sitting at six foot six, does Kentucky have a guard that can stay with him? I don't think they do. They're going to have to go to somebody like Toppin. All right, can Kentucky, the four parameters here, and then we're going to wrap it up. Can Kentucky shoot the ball well in this game? Well, the fact that teams shoot over 50% uh, from two on Alabama indicates that Kentucky should have some success inside. And again, I think pace in this game is going to be important. I think that not making this a foul fest like the, uh, the Vanderbilt game was is going to be very important to Kentucky to actually get out, breathe a little bit, and actually run their offense. Get to the rim, get good looks, Make this a game where Alabama has to guard Oscar Shibway with their young players. Can Kentucky, another parameter here, have decent shot selection? I think Alabama's defense will do everything they can to hound Kentucky. I think they will try and apply pressure in this game, uh, but it is going to result, I think, in some fouls. Kentucky's going to have to try and avoid making this a slower-paced game and choppy uh, because of the fouls, but I think Alabama's going to try and do that. Uh, and in the decent shot selection may be affected by the fact that Alabama is just slapping you every other time you you bring the ball up to the court. Can Kentucky play well in transition, both offensively and defensively? Uh, it's going to be really uh, tough to stay in front of Alabama, like I mentioned. Uh, I think Kentucky should be able to do some good things in uh, transition, though. Uh, can Kentucky protect the rim? Alabama actually, believe it or not, so you, you heard me say earlier that Alabama does not shoot well from three, but their overall percentage from the floor is six in the SEC. And that would indicate that they take a decent uh, amount of twos that they they knock down. And efficiency-wise, they're one of the better teams in the country uh, with the two-point shot, even though they don't take it a lot. So can Kentucky protect the rim? Given the efficiency, I doubt it, but they're going to need to in this game. It's going to be important. Final score here. 
overall just thoughts here real quick. I don't think this is a good matchup for Kentucky. Alabama's beaten some really good teams so far this season. Uh, while they may be 14-8 and eight and they've just wet the bed uh, against some really bad competition, Missouri, Georgia, uh, I believe they lost to Davidson. Uh, Davidson at one point. I don't think Davidson's a bad team, just not what you would have expected. Their strength of schedule is first in the country, and that is reflected in some of their wins that they've had. This is at Coleman Coliseum. I don't know what the crowd's going to be like, but I think it's going to be a tough environment to play in. I'll say Kentucky wins by two. 77-75 to 75 is my final score prediction. Um, while I think we may see some interesting things uh, in the fast break in this game, I don't expect shots to be just going down willy-nilly. I don't expect this to be like an 85-88. 77-75 is my final score prediction. If you've got a final score prediction for this game, I would really like for you to drop it in the uh, comments below on YouTube. And if you're listening on podcast, look, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnUK. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, at Daw Pound, or excuse me, Lance Daw underscore. I keep using my old Twitter handle uh, to tell everybody where they can go follow me. And that's going to do it for today's episode. You can also follow the show uh, on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all Monday to hopefully recap a Kentucky Wildcats win. If you've got any thoughts, again, leave them in the comments below on YouTube. I will see you all on Monday. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.